I'm just going to leave this show off with one thing. All right. All right. Go Navy. Beat Air Force. Just take down the Falcons this weekend. Let's do a show. It's a good win. There's a lot of people. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. Personal file. 69. Offense. He's giving them the business. These people don't give a Don't worry, I saw you, Justin, to make sure you got the right cross shot angle. I'm aware. <laughs> no, I, I just, tactics. I was just, no, I was just straightening up so that I was more better posture. Is all, that's all it was. I, I can't get the lighting right in this room, so I'm, actually, I'm actually kind of excited to be moved and be able to get the lighting the way I need it to be. Um, yeah. But without even getting any further into that, it's get you, get you one of those ring camera lights or whatever. No, um, <laughs> no, you don't want to be a TikTok no, thought. I don't. So we've got a we've got <laughs> a very interesting week of college football coming up. Obviously, like I said, at Go Navy, beat Air Force. I'm going to say that probably five more times through the show because I can, and I will. <laughs> but. Um, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We've got a new top 25 that's dropping here momentarily. We actually have it ready to go now. It's just, uh, sitting backstage, uh, unlike Cam who just didn't show up tonight. So, well, you know, I mean, Hey, uh, I, y'all started without me a few weeks back and I showed up inevitably. So it's possible he, he, uh, he pops in at some point. It is possible. I'm not. I'm not going to say he's, he's not showing up at all. But uh, yeah, he's a little he, behind. Well, I mean, you know, give him credit. He's just gotten back to getting used to the overnight shift. He was off work for what? I'm so going to do what I please. All right. I, okay. I'm going to well, give know. him the shit that he rightfully deserves. Show's all about you. I forget. <clears throat> Sorry, that's on no. me. But so, I mean, hey, dude, I gave him plenty of time. I had to do some pre-show business, and I mean, I was here. Yeah. Late, but hey, I had. I had <laughs> so it don't start without me. No, I'm just playing. I was just saying. I'm <laughs> just kidding. It did last true. Wednesday, so uh, I don't know That's if you true. remember that. I do remember so, that. Um, and what a uh, what a that show was, we got in store. We got fun. a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, obviously the big games, the top twenty-five. But let's just go ahead and make this all about the man who who really wants college football to be all about him. That's Caleb Williams who has said he would like part ownership of the team that drafts him. I think he's bluffing. I'm just going to be honest. I think this is a nothing burger. I think he's bluffing. I don't really think he means that. I think what it really is, he's trying to have this personality problem so that way he can fabricate where he goes and and what he actually does in his career. Yeah, Yeah, he, he doesn't... He knows that he knows that the more he puts out these random garbage quotes that the less teams or some teams are going to take that seriously. Some teams are not. Um, interesting strategy. I'm sure it'll probably work out for him in, in a way that he wants, but interesting. Nonetheless, I think it's a uh, bold, but 
It's a bold I don't think it's going to hurt him. He's still getting drafted. He's still a first-round guy. I just think – I literally think this is just a play so he gets drafted lower to a team that – I'm not saying drafted in the 20s. I'm talking like maybe 10 to 15, a team that's good, just needs a quarterback. Yeah. And there you go. There you got your guy. I was going to say that's that seems about – I mean, that's that seems like the best possible outcome for him. And, or, you know, everybody, everybody has talked about him being in that same – kind of, you know, thought process and, and the same characteristics as Mahomes. Mahomes was was taken in, in that early 10 to 15 range, if I'm not mistaken, when the Chiefs traded up. But you look at what Caleb Williams has had in terms of receiving weapons-wise, going back to his freshman year at Oklahoma, and, you know, he's always been in a position to succeed offensively. Now, maybe not so much on the defensive side of the ball. That's been his, the really the, only drawback for Oklahoma and USC the three years that he's been in college, but he has no control over any of that. So is this something that he wants to, like you said, have more of a, you know, position impact where, you know, in, in, if he falls to a team that has position, you know, pieces all around and only needs that quarterback, you know, he's in a better position to succeed as opposed to it being all on him. Well, a team like a Carolina or a Chicago, you know, Carolina obviously didn't have their pick, but a Chicago potentially, they've still got a whole lot that they've got to address. You but know, you, so this is the interesting part with the NFL mm-hmm. right now. A lot of teams have their guy. Yeah, that's that's a known fact. Washington is one. I, I got to say, the, the, the Giants are another one that don't have their guy, even though they paid them like they've got their guy. They don't have their guy. Yeah. It's not funny, dude. This is tragic. This is Dallas, tragic. Dallas doesn't have their guy, man. I don't think how much has their guy. What's up? I don't think New England has their guy. No. Um, Minnesota. Minnesota doesn't have – I mean, I think they've got – Minnesota the, they, they doesn't have Cousins, a long-term but, guy. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is going to retire at some point, probably yeah. in the next three to five years. Mm-hmm. And that's going to open up the door for somebody to go up there. Does he want to sit back and wait, though? So this opens up these these what, questions what, and these scenarios. I mean, could he go to the, Vegas? Could the he go? That I ask. Would he have to wait if he went to Minnesota? I mean, Kirk Cousins in the last year of his deal. Yes. If they don't bring him back with the weapons that he's got, I mean, pairing back up with Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson, some of those other receivers and if they you know i'd be okay if kirk cousins went and played like a drew bledsoe role in new england yeah honestly i would because i'm gonna tell you right now i think new england would be right back in the playoffs if they they get just a quarterback who's yeah capable i don't think mac jones is really that guy they gotta they gotta do a little more but you know speaking of robert Kraft would spend his money in the proper buildings he would you know they'd maybe be on the right track, but Speaking Kirk Cousins could that, go play that that role somewhere else. Yeah, not an NFL show. Caleb <laughs> Williams. Let's talk about quarterback situations. Arizona. I don't think he wants to go to Arizona, so I'm going to rule them out. That that's. I think that's been the biggest thing is that he doesn't want to. But it, at this to, point, but right I also now, don't think he wants doesn't. to go to Chicago. Yeah. Um. I think. I think he wants to go to a, a team that's that's going to pay like they want to win. Yeah. New Orleans would be a great fit for him. Honestly, yeah. no weather to worry about. Yeah. 
You're in New Orleans. It's, it's, I mean, well, um, whether if if it was uh, no, I, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not. I know better. I'm gonna stop. Come on. I didn't say it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's interesting places all around for him to go. And all those teams are, are all those teams minus the Giants are likely to be ten or above in the in the draft. Yeah. So if you if you drop yourself enough, or maybe kind of, you know, play this game where it's like, hey, New York, I'm gonna really mess up interviews with other teams. Yeah. Because I want to play for you. Maybe you can do that too. I don't know. I don't it's know very, what his career really turns into, though. I it's very reminiscent of what happened with Eli Manning uh, and how he didn't want to play for the Chargers back in two thousand three. I know that that may be. I mean, obviously, I know you were a little, but I don't know if you've watched a whole lot of like documentaries about. I've seen it. I've seen plenty about it, and that's okay. Like I, I'm, I'm can as a Giants fan, I'm just happy with a quarterback who's better than what we have because that's a problem. Yeah. I'm also happy with refs that are better than what the NFL has and then know what pass interference is. Yeah. I don't know. That would I, be nice. I think Darren Waller is still being held, even though he's like the game's been over for like three days. He's still got a Buffalo Bill round, wrapped around his back while he's just trying to. You know do what I've noticed? Activities. When you're trying to say make a PG joke, you st- stumble over your words every time because I know that's not what you were initially going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to keep say, it clean, man. Hey, I, I, I appreciate it. it. I think we all appreciate it, but I just find it funny because I can tell when you're trying to keep it clean for the audience. And it's it's funny. So is is that what wouldn't we not agreed upon? I mean, this, this is not it's loud what, mouth after dark. It was dark. the goal. It was the goal. It's not loud mouth after dark. That's Hopefully, five, returning five, this weekend. Five um, ninety nine a minute. <laughs> yeah. Jump in and send us your Venmo. We'll pay you five ninety nine a minute. Um, yeah, you have to pay. We have to pay you to watch. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, Caleb Williams is probably going to be just fine. I don't see this going away. That doesn't help him out. The only thing I could see is a Jamarcus Russell situation where he just doesn't put the effort in and and fall. Like that's the that's the way that this guy doesn't become an NFL star at the very yeah. least. Yeah, um, and, there's and, plenty and, of teams that are looking for quarterbacks, um, and I think that's more of a long term play than than short term in terms of the teams that are looking because a lot of teams have quarterbacks. They have guys who are proven. Yeah, minus the Giants, a lot of teams have guys that are proven. They just got to do what they've got to do. I, I kind of forgot New Orleans had Derek Carr to be honest. So I guess, yeah. but I don't well, think that's I mean, even ruled out though. He, he's, so Derek he's, Carr can retire at any moment. He, he still had some issues, but. I mean, you think about it at the end of the day, what I think this is going to do is I think it's going to blow up in his face. I think it's going to backfire. I don't, I think that there are probably teams that are going to sniff right through what he's doing. And I, like nobody in their right mind is going to say, you know, that Caleb Williams is, is actually. But is it worth having a toxic him? person in your locker room just to say we've got a good player? If he doesn't want to be there, then he's just going to flop anyways. Like, Let's let's think that through for a minute. I, I don't I don't know what the right route is, and I I don't think there is one in the situation because you're kind of just playing. You're trying to play the system. I don't think it's going to work out for you. I really don't. So yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe somebody draft and trade. Maybe it's a draft and trade, kind of like uh, possible. 
I mean, we, we talked about, yeah. uh, yeah, we talked about that. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know where, what direction you go. Yeah. I still can't believe they fit Peyton Manning out of that one lady on the TV the other day during the Chargers game. <laughs> That's crazy. That was unbelievable. Uncanny, the resemblance. I know. Do you think she was a plant? Do you think she was a plant? She said she's how many char- how many how many Chargers fans do you know? Uh, well, I think I know one, but it's not her. So, okay. well, I know none, and yeah. I've been in multiple places. I was gonna say you were in the LA. I've known. Area. I was in California, and I didn't see many Chargers fans. So, like, yeah. I don't know. Well, you never went to San Diego, though, as far as I know. Like, they're they're huge in San Diego. They were in LA. I know they were I've in been LA to San when Diego. You were there. I, yeah. I didn't see many Chargers fans. I'm just saying. Maybe a I, I flag think, here and there. But that's about it. I think I think it's more of just like the 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 pain is still raw for what Spanos and and his family did to San Diego. I it's, they're still Chargers fans, but they won't show it in public anymore. I don't have a problem with the Chargers. I kind of like like them as a team. I don't hate I, them. Like I like they're they're love- one of the few LA teams that are kind of likable. So I'm I'm okay with the Chargers as a team but I would have loved if if they had won that game uh back in the 06 playoffs when they were 14 and 2 and New England came in there and and won on the the pick that that was San Diego's best chance to win a Super Bowl with Rivers and LT when Marty Schottenheimer when they went 14 to 2 that year but it wasn't meant to be no it wasn't no it is meant to be top what 25s to be? yeah got top 25s to release got and that starts 25. right here and look at that thing that I is... didn't. I didn't do this. <laughs> I'm just saying. I didn't. I mean, I did kind of. I voted for parts part of this, but I didn't do it fully. Mm-hmm. We had a tie for first. The tiebreaker was more first place votes because that was possible in this in this realm of of doing. Yes. Um, Michigan was voted first by by two people. Um, I'll be transparent. I was one of them, but I made the argument on Sunday exactly why I would. I didn't expect anybody to follow suit. But one Mr. BJ Loudermilk did follow suit with and, Michigan and I, number one. And, and then Cam but, stayed true to himself. He, he's got Washington at number one. And, and, and then you, proceeded to tell me when I said there was a tie for first. Michigan or Georgia? I bet one's Michigan, one's Georgia. <laughs> Do you not know who you voted for, dude? Do you not know what your first place vote was? Well, and, and so here's the thing. That was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, that was funny. I, I think he was just sleep deprived, uh, which is part of the reason why. I well, think probably why he's not here right now. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. Um, or he knew I was going to talk about it. Maybe. So I, I, before you even had said anything Sunday, I had already said, or I was already in my mind. I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I, I had put Georgia back, and then they struggled again, and. You know, it wasn't necessarily that I was, you know. I had like, kept Georgia at number one. And I, I've. i You've been consistent. I've in that. really had a hard time bringing them down. The thing for me was the struggle with Vanderbilt was a little more than I would have liked to have seen, honestly. Especially yeah. when you follow up a big win. I was like, oh, momentum right back in mm-hmm. their favor. And then you win 37-20. And I'm not saying yeah. that's terrible. No. But when you're playing in a stadium that's half under construction. I kind of want to see a little more fight because it's not a crowd. It's not a home field advantage that Vandy's got. Trust me. They don't know what that is. That stadium was all red. They've got more cranes than fans, Tyler. (laughs) That stadium was all red. Yeah. 
I mean, a lot of them were probably partying at the bars afterwards, and I mean, who wouldn't? But it was, it was just not a good performance. I wasn't really impressed, and it that was following up Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to doubt Georgia. I've been constantly saying, like, don't doubt Georgia. I don't think – I think that's how close one, two, and three are because we could co- turn around this time next week and I put Georgia right back at number one. I- I've been consistent with Georgia one. I've been very consistent at Washington two because that's where I kept them at two. I- how do you drop mm-hmm. them after winning? Yeah. And then it was like, okay, Georgia's going to go with three, but my – But that – is not My even... numbers are seriously like if I go out of ten, it's like nine point seven five, nine point six seven, and then nine point five. Like that's yeah. where I'm at if I'm rating these teams at one to ten. Yeah. And then Ohio State sits, comes in at four, and I've got them at like an eight seven five because I, yeah, that's where I'm enough at. Enough of a drop, yeah, yeah. But there's not not that much talent disparity between four and ten or four and eleven. I it's mean, not even, even a talent 12. disparity between one and four. It's a no. playing disparity between one mm-hmm. and four. One, yeah. two, three, and then four and below. And and the problem it's is it's those that, three. Those three have done everything they've needed to do to be given what they've got. Yeah. And Ohio State has is, a perfect opportunity this weekend to go in as a favorite, win this game, cover like they've done so many times recently with Penn State. Mm-hmm. And they come out of there and say, you know what? Yeah, I think we're a top three team too. I can say that at the end of this week. Yeah. This is a fluid ranking. I rank every week based off who I think would win on a neutral site. It was really hard for me to pick between Michigan and Washington. It was a little less hard for me to go to with Georgia. Uh, like it, but it wasn't even that bad. It was just like, man, who would I pick after Saturday? Yeah. You make an argument for Washington because of what they did with Oregon. But at the same yeah. time, I could make an argument that Michigan bully balls everybody right now. So that's where I sit. I think that's where you sit too. I think the conversations that we have had mm-hmm. after the rankings were given kind of say this, a similar story, like a, a lot more just about those three than anybody else. All, but, year, all year long, I have been pretty consistent. You know, we going back even, I think this, as, I think it was as early as week two or week three. Uh, I think maybe it was week three. It was the earliest that we, had Washington up there, and I gave them a first-place vote. I, I can't remember the first time. I know you've got the rankings history. Um, I, I have it somewhere in my log, but I, uh, I'd i have to go back and don't want to spend the time to do it right now. But I've been pretty consistent about having them up there because uh, up until you know now, they have been, in my opinion, the team that has not only been the best team in the country, they had the best resume. Mm-hmm. Michigan, I think, is the best team in the country, even if they don't have the best resume. They're playing the best football out of anybody that I've watched to this point. And I it's finally consistent. Yeah, it's, consistent. it's very consistent. They've fallen behind. Yeah. I, I want to tell you something. So they've fallen behind seven nothing in their yeah. past two games. <laughs> they have put up fifty two against Indiana, right? So they scored like man. seven touchdowns and a field goal. On the eight. Sorry, six, no. Let me let me rephrase. Let me rephrase myself. Not in the last two games. In the last, their last two times falling behind seven nothing. Last two times uh, mm-hmm. the opponent scored first. Yeah, uh, they've went on and they are eighty three to nothing in the span after that. So that was it was Indiana last week and Rutgers and right? Rutgers back in yeah. in week four. Yeah, yeah. That's 
kind of an unbelievable stat. But I mean, if you look at this, it's not like it's inconsistent. ECU's no. bad, but thirty to three, mm-hmm. and and Michigan was rotating. They were just getting guys in the game at that point. They were avoiding injury. They were doing everything they needed to do the yeah. right way. UNLV came into town. Come to find out, UNLV is a damn good football team right now. Mm-hmm. They're five and one. And that loss is only lost is to Michigan. Only lost to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, a 35-7 win. But, again, Michigan just ran the ball down their throat and, and walked out of there with a win. Bowling Green was a struggle. on the, and it, But it was a struggle for J.J. McCarthy because it was just, again, trying to do too much, trying to pad the stats a little too much. You didn't really need to do that. That's yeah. what kept the game close in the first half. Second half, after being up 14-6, Walk away, 31-6, you wash your hands of that game. Yep. And then you're like, okay, Big Ten play, what's next? 31-7 to Rutgers, a 31 nothing run after the first possession of the game. Nebraska, Michigan just walks out and steamrolls in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. That's not an easy place to just go out and, and be, blow somebody out. No. Even if Nebraska isn't that good, that's still a hard place to go and just do that. Then you get Minnesota, 52-10. You jump out front early, and then you just walk away from there. Second play game, pick six. Indiana, you struggle through the first quarter. You're down 7 nothing uh, after the first quarter, and then you put up 52 unanswered the rest of the way. That is not an easy thing to do no. in the world of college football, and I don't care who it is. Uh, I mean, we've, we've watched teams – play against Indiana and kind of play with their food a little bit. We've watched – I'm not talking about Ohio State, by the way. That was week one. Week mm-hmm. one, you're kind of expected a slower start. I'm not I'm not talking about Ohio State, but we've, talked, we've seen teams come out against Indiana and just kind of fiddle around, and then all of a sudden, you know, there they go, and they win. Louisville, for example, is kind of the team I was thinking of. Yeah, week three in that Indianapolis game. Yeah. They just didn't really pull away. This or- week, Rutgers plays Indiana. Rutgers goes out and beats Indiana. It's going to tell you something. Yeah. Rutgers had a good comeback last week, too, by the way. They were in consideration yeah. for my top I think 25. so, too. I think so, too. I, I like that. I like their team. The problem was their, their schedule was not all that great, so I had to tone it down a little bit because they're not blowing anybody out the way Michigan is. No. But they're doing enough. They're, they're doing enough to win. A win against Indiana after the comeback last week. We'll be talking. Uh, let me let me run through this top twenty-five real quick though. I haven't done that yet. Michigan one, Washington two. Number three, Georgia. Number four, Ohio State, and number five, Oklahoma. Six through ten in this order: Penn State, Florida State, Oregon, Texas, Alabama. Eleven through fifteen: Oregon State, North Carolina, Ole Miss, LSU, Notre Dame. Sixteen through twenty: Duke, Tennessee, Air Force. Utah, Missouri. We'll talk about Air Force in a second. 21 through 25, USC, Louisville, Tulane, Iowa, and James Madison. Air Force, highest ranked service academy we've ever had in our top 25. First ever time that we've had a service academy in the top 25, if I'm not mistaken. Second. We had them last week. They were in it last week. Uh, Should it have released last week like it was supposed to? Air Force was a top 25 team last week. Um, I'll go to the book just to confirm it, but they I believe okay. they were last week. They were uh, uh, they were in my top 25, I'm pretty sure. So I imagine they were somewhere. They were number 20 last week, so I was actually okay. wrong. 
this is the second week we've had one in the top 20. Um, okay. They were they came in directly at number 20, and that was their first time in the top 25. So I'm pretty pretty happy to see that Air Force is in the uh, in here and getting some love. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, Although you're you're wearing the wrong jersey to be saying that, of course, but. No, I mean it's cool to see any service academy be good and be successful. Troy Calhoun's done amazing work over his career at Air Force, and you know they were a team that really didn't do a lot. They were kind of the little brother of the service academies through the 2000s into the 2010s, and then I, I think it was like 2016 hit, and they they started turning the corner, and then Hazik Daniels gets there, and it was full steam ahead. Brad Roberts came in, and now they're sitting here. With John Lee Eldridge and um, I can't think of Larry's first name, but they've got a good team and they're playing really physical football and they're winning big. Like we had this argument earlier today, you know, Air Force wins by 20 all the way out against their opponents goes 12 and 0. Are they in the top 10? Even I- I'm not even going to go as far as what they said, because they said, are they in the conversation for a playoff? I think that's an easy no. Mm-hmm. But are they in the top ten? And I would consider them in the top ten at twelve and zero, winning by twenty plus here on out. And the only I, games I would give exception to are the Commander Chief week. Trophy games, mm-hmm. only because that game is just a little different. Sometimes scoring doesn't work. I mean, personally, I think Air Force is probably going to cover and cover considerably. Yeah, but even even without Zach Larry, or who's going to be out for the remainder of the yes. season. Yes, and that is unfortunate, but I do think they go out and they win, and they win comfortably. Yeah. Um, it's great to see any service academy doing good. I loved it when Navy was really good and, and competing in the American Athletic Conference. Those days are numbered, mm-hmm. but they were doing it. Uh, they could still do it again. Army going in, I mean, we talked about that. Army went in and competed over time against both Oklahoma and Michigan. Yeah. Not that Air long Force ago. went in to Ann Arbor in 2017 and hung around, uh, lost 29 to 13. It was a close football game. Army just uh, what in the past two or three years was at Wisconsin, and that was a like a tie game in the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken. That was a close game, and Wisconsin. I'm telling you right now, Army might hang around this weekend. Yeah, and I'm not going to hold it against LSU, but Army might hang around this weekend because no. LSU's defense isn't great. Yeah. But that 30-point spread, they're going to hang around compared to 30. I'm telling you right now. It'll probably be like a 10-point game. Army won't be able to hang around the way they did. But they might. Remember remember that high-scoring game they played, like 70-56, to 56, lost to Wake Forest? Yeah. We could do that again. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Not we, but we could see that again. <laughs> well, and that's um, that's what I was just about to say is that, you know, there was, there was somebody that was talking about, you know, like there's nobody's going to from the P5. Uh, why why can't Air Force schedule for the P five? It's like well nobody wants to, you know, nobody if you're P five, no, you're you're going to get more grief than it's worth to schedule a service academy team. I mean, you look health, at health, mm-hmm. injury. I mean, all kinds Pre- of things could happen. And, for- and my focus would be injuries because I mean, you don't want to get hurt playing against a team that that does what they do because yeah. it's it's possible. And and you know, a team like Michigan doesn't have to worry about that too much, but. A team that's a little weaker on the D line, uh, you know, I would go with a, a probably a Florida State, mm-hmm. um, less depth on the D line. Yeah, that could be a problem. So I get why they don't. I really do. A lot of these service academies try to stay regional, try to stay northeast, you know, or at least on the East Coast. Air mm-hmm. Force tries to stay in their range if they can. They go Midwest, they go Pacific, but they try to stay in their area. 
Yeah. Uh, and so does Army. Army tries to stay, or so does Navy. They try to stay northeast, but they, they come over. They played Ohio State a couple times, you know, do what they've got to do prior to bowl yeah. season. But a lot of it them just, just play the, a regional opponent. And it's just, it day. just becomes, just becomes what, what who's going to be the highest bidder, essentially. Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, they're kind of in the similar spot to others because they, they get paid to go play their games. They don't. They don't pay anybody to go play. They're not like, hey, let's 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 set this up. Sometimes a team just calls, hey, let's let's do this and, and let's have a have a matchup. Yeah, it's kind of where you get the LSU. I don't know why LSU wants that right no, now. At this I, point I don't. Of the season, but. I don't think they do. I mean, this is what a couple few years back that they they scheduled this, and I mean, you're talking about like Army's guess, not but, as good as they were a couple years no. ago. I, they're still good. They're but they're yeah. They just got shut We're out. Kind by of Troy, in the Air Force, mistaken. huh? I said I think they just got shut out by Troy last weekend. If I'm they not did. mistaken, they did. They yeah. did. Um, I mean, they're not great, but they're not terrible. They're going to no, come and, in and play. And the, thing, the only thing I can think for for LSU's sake is that you know you'd you'd rather play them off a of bye, but they've got the bye next week as opposed to this week with with Army coming. I don't know that you want any of these matchups. No, on or before so or after the bye. <laughs> no. So we'll see. I was, I was that's the only thing that, that makes any kind of sense is that you're going to have a um, little bit of time to rest up before you got to go to other to things town. to note. The eight of 10 conferences are uh, represented here. The only two yeah. that are not are the conference USA and the Mac. I made mention earlier that I think had Ohio one, we might be talking about nine of 10 uh, rather than well, uh, eight mean, of you- 10. You could make an argument with Liberty, even though they really are. I don't think they're there quite yet, but they are an undefeated team. Yeah, there's there is a little bit of some respect that should be given to them. Should be, should be. I think that there's interesting things to discuss for Liberty either way. Yeah. Um, but we're sitting at eight of ten plus Notre Dame as an independent, so technically, I guess, I guess nine different entities. Uh, yeah, considered not conferences, but yeah, eight, eight conferences and nine. And the independents, yeah, are representative. The conference that leads them all in terms of teams within it, Pac-12. I'm pretty sure it's the SEC. Okay, well, let's we can count. So, them. I got well, I wrote it down earlier, but I forgot to bring that paper upstairs. So, there's Georgia. Uh, Alabama, Alabama, Ole Miss, LSU, Tennessee, Missouri. So that's six. That's six. So in fact, all has Washington, Oregon, Oregon, Oregon State, State, Utah, and USC. And USC. Okay, so that's fine. Yeah. So it is the SEC. Oh, I said Washington, right? Yeah, Washington. Okay, <laughs> just Oregon, making sure. Oregon I thought I was like, oh, Utah. Um, yeah. USC. The least represented is obviously the Big Twelve: Oklahoma and Texas. Mm-hmm. For the first, I, I think this might be the lowest number ever in terms of receiving votes category. Uh, K State, that's the only team that was receiving votes that didn't get in. And yeah. that's, and that, and every team had at least two people vote them in to their top 25 or had them in their top 25. They just happened to be the low, low man on that yeah. one. And I, so, I mean, you can make an argument for UCLA, Kansas State, like you said, that was receiving votes. Arguments you know. can be there, but I mm-hmm. UCLA has been too inconsistent. Kansas State's been closer, but they're still struggling too. Like it was just yeah. hard to find that extra team outside. Yeah, I consider Florida as that's, well. That's that's another Rutgers. one. Yeah, Florida. Um, but 
because Graham Mertz is playing really well. Like I, yeah. I think that I think Florida as a whole is playing much better. They yeah. might give Georgia a game in a couple of weeks. We'll see. We'll see what happens. That's to be discussed way later. But that's, as a whole, I like our top next, twenty-five. That's gonna be next week, uh, Wednesday. I was I was shocked to see the love for North Carolina that I saw. Not a, not negatively, not not in a negative way whatsoever. I actually think they're a really good team. I brought them up, but I was shocked to see some with the top ten ranking. Uh, another one with right where they're at at twelve. I think I had them at like fifteen. Um, but I'm I'm okay with where they're at. I think they're a good team. I think they're playing really well. It'll be it'll be interesting on that one. Louisville got hammered, by the way, by their by their loss. Just because it was Pitt. Like, if they lost to anybody else, I probably don't think they dropped that bad. But they, no. they lost to Pitt, who doesn't even know who their quarterback's going to be next week. They yeah, probably do. but that They means, demoted uh, Dracovic to third string, is what I've heard. Entirely too late. Um, mm-hmm. For the further season, at least. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, Louisville could probably rise back up. They could probably rise back up. Yeah. Uh, Florida State. They got good wins. Florida State, North Carolina. That'd be a fun matchup in the ACC title. That'd be a Definitely. Yeah. Nonetheless, that'll be all for the top 25. Let's go ahead and get into our previews for the week. It all starts in Columbus, where I was still am extremely tempted to take my Saturday morning talents down to Columbus and As you find the game day stage. and Or the big noon stage. Both are going to be no, there. Wear all Michigan gear. <laughs> And see why? if I make it out alive. <laughs> why not? <laughs> but, well, I mean, it's it's probably uh, better than playing the Rex Kramer challenge. I'll tell you that. I'm not even <laughs> sure what that is. So I'm just going to ignore you and move forward. Um, come on, man. Uh, we'll, we'll talk after the show. <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> I'm busy. Um, you know, I think... Did we not just talk about like game of the year last week? I don't think this is going to go quite to game of the year status, but I think it's going to be a fun football game. I think it's going to be one that takes a lot of turns, twists and turns throughout. Two game of the year candidates in the last two weeks, I think. I think we With have Texas, Oklahoma, and Oregon, Washington. Simon, forget about Air Force, Wyoming. No, that was a good one which too. Which was yeah. also on that. Could be in that short list. Yeah. So, in the last. 12 years, I think it was. I, I can't remember what the graphic was I saw earlier today. These Ohio State's won all but one of them. Obviously, a 2016 game with the blocked field goal at the end of towards the end. Yeah, that would um, be 12. And um, three and one in the span that that graphic went back to. Again, I can't remember what it was. In one score games for Ohio State. Um, the rest of them have been Ohio State wins, and they've been comfortable yeah. wins. Uh, the couple one-point games, a mm-hmm. touchdown game, uh, all three in Ohio State's favor, and then, of course, the game that was won 24-21 in 2016. Yeah. Ohio State's going to come. was the one-point game, if I'm not mistaken. That there were two. The, the comeback. Yeah, there were two. Like I think it was back-to-back years that Ohio State-Penn State played a one-point game. Maybe, um, yeah. The comeback, yes, and then I think the next year was like 26-25. It was – no, yeah, you know, right. I think you're right now that you say that. Um, the thing is, 
that I think, yeah, it goes back. That 27, was 26. 20. Mm-hmm. 2018. Oh, okay, yeah. I knew what you were meaning. The thing that I go back to in this game is just, I'm, I'm just looking at the history of the game. And it's been one of those things where James Franklin's kind of struggled. Ohio State's been able to outcoach their way to wins a lot of times. And I'm I'm going to go ahead and say a healthy Ohio State wins this game, but doesn't cover. I'm going to say that if Ohio State cannot get specifically um, Denzel Burke back on a, in the defensive secondary. I think Penn State could outright win it. I'm going to pick Ohio State, uh, knowing that I'm sure Cam is in his sleep somewhere saying Penn State. (laughs) I'm going to say Ohio State wins, but damn, I see a path for the opposite too. It's it's going to be a really fun football game. I'm actually, I'm sad this is the 12 game. I, I was really hoping this would be the NBC night game. Yeah, it really. I think it is just because Fox has pretty much first pick i think they've always you know (laughs) (laughs) you could you could do like jacksonville state punter and flip the double bird (laughs) at the ref yeah well i mean this what an idiot did he get did he get ejected from that i don't think so or did anybody see him do it i don't know but i saw that caught him but i don't know if he if the ref saw him uh that's an rj that's an rj question anyway (laughs) i guess so (laughs) Um, out there man this is you're exactly right this is a big question because this i think is the closest the talent has been since the 2016 matchup between the two no no i highly disagree i think it's only gotten closer since the 2016 i think the 2016 matchup was a severe upset well you think a lot of people's regards penn state wasn't ranked they were i think they were sitting at like four and two they, yeah, were struggle- they, they were they, struggling. They were just getting their feet under them after all the bullshit that went down the, in the first half of the decade. They're finally getting their That was a program-defining win for what the future would hold. But the gap is only closed between Penn State and Ohio State. Unlike Ohio State and Michigan, where it grew from for a little bit, and then it kind of shrunk back down again uh, as of late and kind of maybe even swung wider in a different favor. I don't think that's talent. I think that's coaching. This, I think, I think these two teams have only closed the gap on talent going forward. We can talk about the big name players. We can talk about the Saquon Barkleys. We can talk about the Trace McSorleys. We can yeah. talk about the uh, Jahan Dotsons and Jawan Johnsons yeah. and whatever you want to say with Penn State. I was going to say that was that 2016 team. That was Godwin. That was uh, Mike Kosicki. Like there were guys on that, that team. That we, but we, since then, Penn State's been just oh, as I good, know. I know. if not better. I know. And. Let's not forget, they finally got a quarterback who doesn't throw picks in the big game. Because yeah. Drew Aller get to throw one this season. As, as now, Cam they haven't, used to, they as haven't Cam played used a big to, game this season. As, I don't want to hear that Whiteout was a big game, and I don't want to hear West Virginia. I will I will entertain West Virginia, but I do not want to hear shit about Iowa. The, the As Cam re- lovingly referred to him as, no longer there is Sean Clifford the big blue bitch. Um and that was what Cam's nickname for for Sean Clifford was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know that, but I was I was shocked to hear that on this show. We're, we're a family um, show. I think Promise he said it last show. year, if I'm not mistaken. He said like, it sometimes. Didn't you just say so, shit? This can't be a family show if you're saying shit. 
I'll say what I want, dude. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, okay. That's right. I forget. It's your show. Never mind. It's my uh, show. Yeah. No. So, yeah, I, 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 I think so. I mean, what I was trying to say in all that was that the talent is there for the upset. Mm-hmm. Penn State has the talent to pull this off. Absolutely, they do. Ohio State, not only is the question about Denzel Burke, but... I mean, the running back room is also not yeah, healthy. And, and that's... Yeah. Travion that is may not like, at, or may not play. Chip Trainum may not play. They're... they're yeah, really, I think... I, the I, last two years... What was they, he... Was he in concussion protocol? Was that what happened? I think so. I, think I, so, I couldn't yeah. remember. I didn't... I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't watch a single bit of that game. I I scoreboard watched it. I watched what was happening. I, I checked the box score. It's all I needed to do for that game mm-hmm. to kind of get a grasp for what actually went down. Yeah. I man, and I watched college football final and saw the highlights that I needed to yeah. see. But yeah, I Ohio State staying healthy has been a big problem. Their offensive line's been a problem. Yeah. Penn State needs to be able to attack. Uh, on on any down, really, in the backfield. They need to be in the backfield. If they can make Kyle McCord's life miserable, they're going to win, and they're going to win big. Like, I don't mean to say it this way, but it almost reminds me of, well, back in the late 2010s, uh, I think it was like 2017 to 2019, the home team in Penn State versus Michigan blew the other team completely out. I mean, yeah. just mm-hmm. – Wipe the foot, like literally, even clean, if I'm not clean the paint off the entire field with the other team. Yeah, Penn State could come in and do that in this game because Kyle McCord is not comfortable. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been comfortable all season, and and truth yeah. be told, Ohio State's offensive line's not been comfortable very well either. Yeah, they've been benefited by playing some teams that have not really been able to get to the quarterback as well. Uh, Notre Dame was probably the most most difficult. Maryland and Notre Dame were probably the two that really did things. And that was, ironically, Notre Dame was an Ohio State transfer, uh, Javante John Baptiste, Mm -hmm. who was making the majority of those plays. Yeah. In this game, I think Penn State's got a real good opportunity to come out and do what they've got to do. This could be a Manny game. I mean, I... I, Josh Pate says this, and I'm I'm gonna use it. Just because it hasn't happened does not mean Doesn't it cannot mean it happen. Yeah. James Franklin may be 0-9 all time on the road against top five teams, but just because he hasn't done it, out of yet to the end of that, because it it definitely, I think it's going to happen in his career. I think he's a good enough coach to do it, and I think it might happen. Potentially right here. I'm not again. I'm not picking. I'm taking Ohio State. I'm actually. I think I'm taking the over two in this game, uh, but I'm not confident in any of it. I'm not betting the game. I'm just going to sit back and just watch. Yeah. Hey, this is a sit good football back, game, and I'm going to relax. I, I, and I'm going to listen. Unlike the Oregon Washington game, which worked for me when I bet it, <laughs> I'm not betting this game because I don't know. The only yeah. thing I could bet in this game is a Marvin Harrison touchdown. And that's the only thing I'm confident in. Yeah. I don't. I don't trust anything else. At I was going to say. I don't, I, mean, tr- I don't even trust money line bets. I don't trust overs. I don't trust nothing. Leave it all the hell alone. If you can, if you can, get like a Penn State plus fifteen if it's out there. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm going to say is get like a Penn State plus fifteen and walk away with your tail tucked between your legs. <laughs> Grab a Marvin Harrison touchdown on the same game parlay and walk away. 
maybe an under 70 if you can find that <laughs> I, wow, I don't man. know man at that point you're getting free money <laughs> you might be better off finding an over 35 i don't know man it's it's weird this is a yeah, weird game it is i mean because there's not a read it's just it's it's the ultimate shrug emoji say happens yeah the ultimate yeah. shrug emoji type game um so all i was gonna say when you were made a great point about just because it hadn't happened doesn't mean it it's not going to happen. Um, We're crying out loud. Sorry, I got to, <laughs> I got to double labor just a second. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, all that to say, I don't think it happens this week. Not just because it hadn't happened. I don't think it's going to happen. It it will. I, I think so too. I think it will. But I I think that at the end of the day, it just to me I, I feel like when Ohio State is fully healthy. They're the better team. And I think this is going to be just a tight game. And like Tyler said, you know, it's, it's one of those, that I'm not touching a single thing in terms of money line. I'm not touching the spread. I'm not touching over under. I'm not betting this game at all. I think this is just going to be another fantastic game that we've been treated to so many good ones here the past few weeks as the calendar flipped from September to October. I think Ohio State wins ever so slightly over Penn State on Saturday. And it's it's not because they're, you know, a team that is just that much better and, and that much more dominant. It's not going to be a, a, a big blowout, I don't think, at least. I think it's just at the end of the day, they've had more things break their way and more things through coaching that I, I think that this team, you know, they've been there before. They've done that. If, if Penn State's up big in, in at some point in this game, you know, I don't necessarily think – I mean, you remember the, the comeback, 2017. We were just talking about it. That was an opportunity for Franklin and, and company to really make a big statement in that game as the favorite, or maybe not the favorite, but they were the higher-ranked team, if I'm not mistaken, in that contest. Yeah. The coaching matters. Ryan Day has been there. James Franklin's been there. But I think it trusts a little bit more Ryan Day at the end of the day. No pun intended. I'm going Ohio State. All right. For a third time. No, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> hey, it's worth the first, the first two times. That's so. fair. That's fair. Third it's Saturday third in October. Saturday in October, isn't it? It is. Yep. Alabama hosting Tennessee and Bryant-Denny Stadium. They're looking for a huge bounce back game this time around of course in uh at home trying to get one back after last year's shocking upset kind of i mean i I picked it i thought it was going to happen before um i i mean i understand what we thought was going to happen but like i think it was still kind of a shocking thing to see happen tennessee finally breaking that streak and and kind of pushing away a little bit um I don't see the upset happening here. I don't. I do see Tennessee covering, and I'm going to take the under in this game. I think both teams defensively are much better than they were last year, and both teams have quarterbacks that I think. Jalen Milrow has had some of the best fortune when throwing under pressure. I think the ball's kind of just gone in the perfect place. Like, for example, last week, throws one up in the air, and somehow the receiver runs under it and takes it to the end zone. 
uh, against Arkansas to kind of extend mm-hmm. their lead there. That might have actually been their first points of the game. It was 7-6. I think you're right. I think it's um, the first touchdown. And I, I think he's very fortunate, but I, I don't see that luck just continuing to happen that way. I think that this Tennessee defense has really turned around this year compared to what they were last year. They're they're playing better. They're getting to the ball better. They're tackling better. Not to not quite a turnaround to the level of Oklahoma this year, but they've made they made plays when they needed to. The question actually lies somewhere it didn't lie last year for Tennessee, and that's a quarterback because Joe Milton's not been very good. Yeah, uh, he's been honestly closer to below average than I think I really expected. I thought he might flourish in the system. And while he's got 1,200 yards, he's still not really doing anything overly great. I mean, as bad as, as we've so- talked about Jalen Milrow this year and Milrow's done for more yards on less yes. completions. It's not even about the yardage. It's just about the overall completion percentage, the accuracy issues that are still there after f- four years and going to a, qu- a quarterback coach who is looked at almost on a similar level to Lincoln Riley at this point, the way Josh Heupel, you'd think, way people talk about him, that he's a um, quarterback guru or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he is. But it's not really mm-hmm. working with Joe Milton right now. I think that's going to continue. I think Alabama's going to win. I think Tennessee covers. I think they hit the under. Again, another game I'm not betting. I'm just going to sit back and watch it and, and enjoy what's going on because it's going to be it's going to be a fun time. So the key to this game for Tennessee They've got the offensive line advantage in terms of being able to run the ball. If they are able to do more of what they did on that first drive against Florida back in week three consistently, they've got a path to victory here. They need to be able to run the ball efficiently. And Joe Milton stay ahead of the change. Yeah. Change and keep, keep the ball, keep the defense guessing. Like if you put yourself in a position where nobody's really questioning whether you're running or passing the ball, and that's one thing, but if you're sitting there at third and three, I mean, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, you the can way this offensive line's been playing, you can run the ball if you want to. Yeah. And, and Joe then, Milton can run the ball extremely well too. He's extremely yeah. efficient at running the ball, especially in the quarterback power type scenario. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's I'm, not hard for Tennessee if they do it right, but it's it's been seeing them do it right that we haven't quite got to yet. Yeah. And that and that's the thing at the end of the day is will they be able to do that? I, I think they've they've got a path a path to it because if they are able to do that consistently, if they're able to sustain drives, bleed the clock out, keep Alabama's defense on the field, gassing them, tiring them out, you know, basically to the point that they're keeping Alabama's offense off the field, they've they've got a path. I think that Tennessee hangs around and, and covers, but I still just and, and ever so slightly giving the edge to Alabama in this game, just because I think that they've got the power, the, the ability to make a big play downfield. I think Jalen Milrow has shown poise and, and really just come kind of look so much more improved than what the last time, I mean, not the last time, but you know, go back to just a few weeks ago with Texas and how much of a deer in the headlights he looked. He's had Ole Miss, he's had Texas A&M, and he's had Arkansas in that span since then. And I, I've, I've been really impressed. Now, he's not played the best of secondaries. And it's not like Tennessee's secondary is going to you know, be a lot. No, and Arkansas shutdown. shut them down Yeah, as that game went down the stretch. Mm-hmm. 
I, I just this is going to be a fun football game. Yeah, I it think really it, is. I think there's a path for Tennessee. That's why I'm mm-hmm. taking them to cover. Yeah. But I, I just don't know. I think that I think there's a path. Day, it's just going to come down to who's better down the stretch. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I think that I guess I'll go with Milrow, but. I mean, not it, by it, much. Yeah, I mean, it's it not really, like I'm confident. <laughs> so. I think at the end of the day, I think it's just the the team I trust down the stretch at the end of the game is Alabama's defense more so than either offense. And yeah. so, I mean, I, I think that you know, if, if Tennessee has the the ball and and can sustain a drive at the end, they can win. They'll definitely cover in my book. I'm taking the tide All until right. proven otherwise. All right. Lastly. And, Last but not least. I know it's Florida State Duke. Yeah. I got to say, I don't know exactly why we put this on there. I think I was thinking that Riley Leonard was kind of expected to come back this week. He's sitting there as questionable. Mm -hmm. Duke hasn't yet to beat Florida State in football. No. Just because it hasn't happened doesn't mean it won't. Doesn't mean it can't. Exactly. Um, There you go. (laughs) But... (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and just be smart here. I'm going to go take Florida State. I I, I gave Duke their chance, okay? I I picked them against Notre Dame. You picked them against Clemson too, Uh, didn't you? I picked them to cover. Okay. They were my lock in week one. That's right. That should have been an upset. (laughs) That should have been. That would have been something, but I didn't go that route. Um. If he comes back, I think this is a pretty good chance. But I, Henry Bielen wasn't bad uh, either last week. He played really well against NC State. That's why I wanted NC to put State. this on here, though. That's still why I want to. NC State's defense is good. To, to go win 24-3 against NC State, like that's a good football game. And that's a damn yeah. good start in your first start ever. I, I think Duke hangs around. I really do. I think Florida State gets a late touchdown or something to cover. But I, I could see Duke just sticking around, gutting this one out, and maybe pulling off the upset late. Problem is, this isn't played in Wallace Wade. This is played in Dope Campbell. This is going to be a hard environment to go win in. But if anybody can do it this year, I think I could see the Blue Devils maybe doing something, playing a little bit of a spoiler to that perfect season Florida State has in mind. Again, I'm going to go Florida State. I'm going to go with a late cover. And I think I'm going to go ahead and say under 48 and a half. I'll probably live bet that. I probably won't bet it as if before the game. The The key to me, I think, really comes down to Riley Leonard. If he plays, I think Duke hangs around and can, you know, possibly. They could possibly. be in contention at the end of the game. Yeah. Florida State's allowed way worse to be in the game late. Oh, yeah. That's the most big thing. Most definitely. And. The even, problem even is, for me, like, Duke plays a similar style to Syracuse, and mm-hmm. Florida State just whacks Syracuse. I mean, it wasn't even close. Yeah, but the, I think the thing about it is I think Duke has a, has a bit more talent than Syracuse does. Not that saying that Syracuse isn't talented. They're better, they're better coached. Yeah. I wouldn't say more talented. I'd say they're pretty similar, but I think they're better coached, and that's that's a big thing Yeah, um, coming into this one. I, it'll be – Again, Duke's hanging around. I, I don't doubt that one bit. I just think that, especially without Riley Leonard, the offense probably doesn't get going the way you'd want them to in this game to be able to yeah. stick around and and make this a, a real game. You know, five minutes to go, Duke's got the ball down one score. I don't yeah. think that's what we're going to be talking about. We're probably no. talking about Duke 
down two scores trying to make something happen and a mistake or something like that, or just a, a missed fourth down conversion. And when we're talking Florida State football, yeah. um, I think that's very that's possible. If, if, if Riley Leonard comes back, I'm going to take Duke to cover. If he doesn't, I think Florida State pulls away probably midway through the third. If I had to guess, yeah. I, I think they're, they're the better team and, and will prove it. But Duke can hang around with Riley Leonard healthy. I just don't think they get enough offensively without him. And so I'm going to take Florida State outright, Florida State cover. If Leonard plays, I might flip it to to Duke. Uh, but that would be one I'm keeping my eye on, uh, kind of watching on Saturday as, as we get closer to kickoff. And um, obviously, you know, with this being on Wednesday as opposed to being able to, you know, say one way or the other on Saturday, it, it doesn't really worth amount. To I mean, we're track, not really but, keeping track of these anyway, no. so I'm not too worried about it. But but I, I've got Florida State. Maybe at some point, maybe like next year, we'll sit here and we'll go through like the top 25 or something and we'll just pick the games. I don't know. Yeah, we could do, I mean, we could do rapid fire with with the games that we don't go kind of more in depth with, but we could. We'll find something. Be a lot of, that'll be a 24 thing. Yeah. We'll come back to that. All right. Well, that does the uh, previews in. Um, Yeah. I guess it's locking upset time. I don't know where Cam is. He'll get his yeah. in. We'll we'll tell you guys at the start of the week or on Sunday after the games are over. Um, do we typically do locks and upsets, or do we do? I thought we did our segments first, and then we did locks oh, and no. upsets last. That's fine. What, whatever you want to do, man. It's your All show. Right. Cam's G five game of the week. Well, don't care. He's not here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, Navy can... versus Air Force. I was going to go JMU Marshall tomorrow night. I think that's a pretty big game. Um, I want to think that's a, good, a big game, but Marshall had a, a pretty pretty rough week on the road last week in, in Atlanta. I think that was just because they played at NC State. They got back late, and then they had to go on, on the road again to Georgia State uh, for a primetime game. And then they got another They had a whole week, week to – to recover and, and get ready for that game against Georgia State, and they just didn't do it. <laughs> well, it is tough to go on the road back-to-back weeks. Notre Dame, we saw that with having to go to Duke and then having to go to Louisville. It's not, I'm not saying that I'm not talking I mean, about it, it. It's not tough to go on the road back-to-back weeks, but it's not. Yeah. It's not impossible. I, I, I mean, James, we, saw, we, we a, saw a good football team do it and win by a combined score of, I think it was, uh, well, let's see here. But that, ninety-seven also, to seventeen. That's, <laughs> like, also, that's also our number one team in the. Country but Marshall's there, supposed Tyler. to be a good team. They're supposed to be a team that competes in the Sun. Half of us had them in our as our East champion in the Sun Belt, and they went out mm-hmm. and they got just handled by Georgia State. I was just saying. I mean, we we weren't really expecting Georgia State to kind of emerge like they did, but the, we we seen now that they're a better team than we gave them credit for. Yeah, but you can't just recalibrate your expectations no. and say, "Oh, Marshall's not going to beat them." At the end of the day, I think it's a good football game. I'm excited for it. It is in yeah. Huntington, so I think that's going to make it even more uh, interesting. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I have a obviously a partial opinion of going with the the Service Academy game. Um, of course, yeah. First yeah, leg yeah. of the Commander and Chiefs Trophy got to be got to be all about it. What about Toledo and Miami of Ohio? I think that has some serious potential. 
Yeah, I, I really is a do. one I'm and a half point road favorite. That's a four o'clock Eastern game on ESPNU on Saturday. That's yeah. Um, we're we're getting the kind of the G five games here at, as opposed to in my segment, but those were some of the ones that I was looking. Well, yeah, at Cam's G five game of the week since he didn't do it. Father showing up. Yeah. All right. What do you got? What What are your best games? And just not to rapid fire you, but let's rapid fire like <laughs> a few of them off if you would. I wish I could say TCU Kansas State will be a good game. I'm just really worried that, uh, you know, without, I mean, Josh Hoover impressed me, but I don't think that's sustainable. And Kansas State's still a really good team. I, I worry about our ability to stop Avery Johnson, the uh, Russian QB who reminds me a lot of a young Kong Klein. So, um, like you said, Air Force and, and Navy is going to be good, as you mentioned, as our G5 game of the week. But, um, I like Oregon, Washington State. Both teams are rebound, trying to rebound after a loss. Wazoo's lost two in a row, in fact. And I don't know why this is a 20-point spread. I know Oregon's a good You're team. You're about to find out why on Saturday. They're gonna make, you think they're going to make a statement? I think Oregon's going to come out and just completely take care of it. I, 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 you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> Just okay. Give me a minute and I'll, yeah. I'll explain. Yeah. Uh, you're interesting. Uh, you got a tough environment on the road. Uh, primetime game between Ole Miss and Auburn. Auburn's not really good, but anytime you got to go on the road to Jordan Air, I mean, just a few weeks ago, we saw Georgia struggle, and that was not a primetime game. So Ole Miss in their past has had struggles when they've got to go on the road to Jordan Hare. You remember the Laquan Treadwell game where he looked like he no that was 2014 that was at Ole Miss I beg your pardon I thought that was in Auburn uh he, he looked like he had the what could have been the game wing touchdown and fumbled at the goal line and, and was recovered but uh, I really want to say Michigan Michigan State just because it's it's a rivalry but I just don't think the Michigan State is going to be able to hang around in this game I, if it I really, wasn't a rivalry it would be in the next segment yeah that's all I'm gonna say about that um I mean, so something else I want to say um I just want to throw this one out there. I think you might have skipped over it. That's fine. Um, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. Oh, yeah. I've, I've Game that kind of that. determines best of the rest in the Big 12. I mean, this is the hateful eight kind of championship right now. This is probably yeah. the, the the two team two two of the teams that if, if either one of them is going to knock out a Texas or an Oklahoma, because, you know, it's it's really at this point, it's Texas. Um, it's got to be the winner of this game. you got Oklahoma State that – I think what they've got one conference loss, if I'm not mistaken. Because um, um, I know they, they lost to South Alabama. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've got one. West Virginia's it was, got. But one. They, they just, yeah, they just, they lost at Iowa State by a touchdown, mm-hmm. which, I mean, Iowa State, not necessarily, you know, as bad as, as previously thought. And that was uh, not in October. But um, they just beat both Kansas schools back to back weeks at home. Now, can they get a big road win or how does West Virginia respond after just absolute heartbreaking kind of, you know, ending down there at Houston last Thursday? I think this is going to be a West Virginia team. You got to answer. I think they're coming out with, I I think they're coming out with something to prove. They, they do not feel like they, they feel like they should be five and one right now. Oh yeah. And Garrett green definitely feels like they should be five and one right now. I'm, I think West Virginia is going to come out and make a statement. Yeah. I think so. I, I do think so. Yeah. And I mean, and he had one of his, if not his best career performance before he just wanted to, you know, celebrate in, in the moment with taking the helmet off, which I mean, you just, 
you can't do that. And it's unfortunate that nine times out of 10, that doesn't, you know, end up mattering worth a jack. But the one time that it happens, it happens to West Virginia last week. So that is going to be one to keep an eye on for sure. And then I think when you look at the, you know, like two of the night games that really are the ones to keep an eye on, um, as well as you know, with Duke, Florida State, Utah, USC. I'm really surprised that we did not do a preview of this. Now, there's a lot of injuries for Utah. I'm not sure that they win this game. USC is now up to a touchdown favorite. I think this game opened closer to a field goal at home. Yeah, I'm not I'm not liking anything about it. And no. the only reason I say it's just because the, the Utah it's, offense can't hang with what they've got with USC right now. Uh, no. Even with but, as bad of a defense as USC has, I don't think they hang. It's, so, it's just the the way they do, they play offense. If, if they're able to still be physical, like we've seen in the past, even without Cam Rising, even without Thomas Yasmin, even without uh, Micah Pittman, uh, yeah. I, I think they've got a, a possibility, but I just think the USC is going to be – Kind of, I mean, this is a bad spot for Utah with USC coming off that road loss to Notre Dame. I think USC responds. Um, I, I, I wish it's close. I, I want it to be a close competitive game because this is a great rivalry that we're going to lose when the Pac-12 goes away next year. But another game that I didn't think I'd be talking about uh, preseason as, as a game, but Clemson's at Miami. Clemson is a three-point favorite on the road at Miami. Um, and, and Clemson, you know, they've, They've hung around. They they got back to back solid wins since the Florida State loss. That they were right there and, and nearly, you know, pulled the 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 win off at home in the upset. So it, it's going to be interesting with Miami reeling now after the the way the Georgia Tech game ended, and then just kind of the barrage they sustained from North Carolina in the second half last week. I'm I'm really interested to see what you know Mario Cristobal has kind of as a gut check for his guys and and. Can they take care of business at home or will Clemson, uh, you know, go in there and, and win yet another against the Hurricanes? I'm really interested to see that one. That's a primetime kick on the ACC network. Uh, I think it's 80 Eastern, if I'm not mistaken. So not as many games this week as, uh, you know, as there normally are. Uh, but definitely the ones that we talked about uh, getting their own separate preview or what's going to be on my screen. And then there are some other games that will also be on my screen, keeping my eyeball on. Now right. it's time for the five best bets of the week with my man over there. Tyler. I don't know if they're the best. I, dude, I'm, I've been sitting here struggling all day. I, I've been <laughs> trying so hard to find something. I think I found five that I like to at least go above 500. Okay. We'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take West Virginia minus three and a half against Oklahoma State. Uh, I kind of just talked about that. I think Garrett Green's – really going to come into this one hungry um trying to get back because i i know that he is feeling like that's all his fault last week you know it had to have had to have motivated him all week and while i love what alan bowman's been doing at oklahoma state former michigan quarterback uh <laughs> even though he didn't really play much he, he, he no. went to michigan yeah uh, i like i like what he's been doing in his his time at oklahoma state he, he's really kind of done better than i expected honestly as a quarterback there I just think West Virginia at home, uh, Milan Fusker Stadium is going to be ready to go. We're going to be talking about a West Virginia five and two record. Maybe they'll be on the outskirts of the top twenty-five. They were they were in my consideration before. Uh, the they're not uh, quite in mine, but a, a win here Big could be on that wins. list. Yeah. 
Rutgers minus five against Indiana. I think the Rutgers is much better than Indiana. I think Indiana is going to give Rutgers a little bit of a headache as, as they go, just because Indiana has kind of given everybody a little bit of a headache at times. They played tough against Michigan. They played tough against Ohio state. They played tough with Louisville. At the end of the day, uh, Rutgers, uh, Gavin Wims, it's been amazing this year. One of the best, uh, most under-talked about and under-appreciated quarterbacks in college football. I'm going to take Rutgers to cover five. What? Sorry, Oregon, minus 20 against Washington State. This is all about Oregon and less to do with Washington State. Uh, they are Oregon's going to come out, and they're going to just light it up from the beginning. I think they are ready to answer back from the loss last week. Emotional, whatever you may say, it, it's unfortunately going to result in an ass kicking for Washington State. I don't like saying that. I like where Washington State's been, but the way their mentality has kind of probably fallen apart over the last couple of weeks with, you know, a, a tough loss to UCLA and then getting just housed by Arizona, which was probably one of the more unbelievable things last week. I'm, yeah. I'm going to take Oregon. I think they're going to cover, and I think they cover big. BYU plus four and a half against Texas Tech. This is at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I think the elevation is going to help out this BYU team. Keaton Slovis is the best quarterback in this game. I, you can't question that process yeah. whatsoever. And I just think Kalani Sataki has this team ready to go. They're four and two, a quiet four and two, but they are four and two right now. And the fact that they are an underdog at home in their house against Texas Tech this week. I don't see how. I'm taking BYU. I like them on the money line. I think Buffalo. they were also. I was gonna say. I think they were okay. also an underdog uh, at home against Cincinnati. I think it's just for some reason like Cincinnati's getting a, a whole of, lot of love. A lack of love. A lack There's of no love. love for for BYU, but they are coming off a pretty shell lacking last week. Who BYU? Yeah, they lost by 30 at TCU. I know they got their stuff handed to them, but I don't see that being a reason for four and a half right here. Yeah. Buffalo minus seven against Kent State. I this one is just kind of simple to me. Kent State's only time uh, within seven points uh, or closer or winning has been in an FCS game against Central Connecticut State. Every other game they've lost by uh, more than one possession. I think that trend's going to continue here with Buffalo. Buffalo's a good team. They just have they've had a tough start to the season. I'm going to take the Bulls to cover that seven. I want to give you guys a couple more plays, though, because I think there are some more that would be interesting to look into. Now, I know this is a home game. I know this is Pac-12 after dark. Washington, minus 26.5. I didn't love it enough to put it on here, but I do think Washington covers 26.5. Yeah. Um, no hangover others, effect for me either. Not a chance. Not, not even close. Um, I also really liked in terms of – Army plus 31? No, I'm not going to do that. I, I like UNLV plus eight, or minus 8 against Colorado State. UNLV, I talked about them. They're really good. They're 5-1. and one. Mm-hmm. They're playing a really good brand of football, and I think they get Air Force at some point this season. If not, they might be on a collision course with Air Force in the Mountain West Championship game. Uh, so they do. It's the next to last game of the regular season for UNLV. That's what I thought. I thought it was at, the second to last week. Yeah, at Air Force, uh, November. That'll 18th. be a fun game. I'm I'm down for that one. Uh, North Carolina minus twenty three and a half. I Virginia has been 
a team that's hung around a lot, but I just I, I I'm buying into North Carolina as the season goes. The further it goes, the yeah. further they played, the way they've done so far. Their defense is, is looking a lot better than last hard year. Hard not to give some love to the Tar Heels on that one. I'm going to give. I'd like them minus 23 and a half. Um, if I were to play that, I would tease it down. I'd try to get it at like 17 right on there, right in that range. You can typically tease games at like half a point, so I would tease it at mm-hmm. like 60 and a half. Um, other games, other games. I don't know if this is the right move. Northwestern plus 11 and a half. I like Northwestern to hang around but with Nebraska and Lincoln. Doesn't really matter. Neither team's really that good. I think that this could be one of those ugly football games, like 13 to 3. Guess what? That's still a cover. <laughs> no matter how you slice it, that's a cover for Northwestern, and that's yeah. that's what we're talking about. Um, speaking of games that I kind of predicted scores on, I said 38-31 for Washington and Oregon last week. I hit the total. Yeah. Nice. I mean, that's fair. And they were both in the 30s. I mean, I think that's a fair. Yeah, just I, I can, subtract two and add two. I can pimp that, right? <laughs> No, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I wasn't predicting a score or nothing, but I mean, hey, I, I ended up in the ballpark yeah. um, in the cheap seats. Yeah, somewhere. Um, <laughs> what was the other one? Uh, Cincinnati at home. I just like them money line. I think they'll I think they'll get the win over Baylor this this weekend at home. Emory Jones has been playing really well for a team that's two and four. Emory Jones has been playing well. So um, and Corey Kiner. I think he'll be an NFL back. I don't know about you. I think Corey Kiner's going to be an NFL guy. It's possible. I, I uh, disagree about that one. I, I'm leaning a little bit more towards Baylor, but I, I think that it's just – I think this is really a, a prove-it game for for Dave Aranda. And I think Nippert Stadium's going to be rocking, man. I, I, yeah. I, I really – I'm not buying Scott Satterfield. I never have. Uh, yeah. But I am buying the, t- the style that they're playing. I think it's a good style, and I think it – just does enough with Baylor this weekend to get them the win. Um, yeah. Now, I would have hit last night. Uh, I was taking uh, – I didn't get a chance to throw that down, but I was taking South Alabama minus 18 and a half. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I I didn't get a chance to throw it down. I was kind of upset about that, but that would have hit. The MTSU uh, cover would have hit. Jacksonville State cover and money line would have – I mean, you would have won some big money if you had you South did. Alabama, MTSU – Cover and, and Jacksonville State money line. Yeah. Um, Anything what else tonight? Was I gonna... No, nothing tonight. I don't really like any of the games tonight. Actually, I liked if if the game hadn't already started, um, I would have taken FIU plus five and a half. I think FIU is probably winning out right tonight. I don't think, I think Sam this... Houston gets it yet. Yeah, I was to say I think this is Sam Houston's first bit, like chance, biggest chance to to get it. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't one think last one, uh, Eastern strong. Michigan plus 12 on NIU. Uh, it's a road game, so I think it's going to be – I think NIU probably wins, but I, I would like to say that EMU covers. And then one last little tiny uh, thing that I took I took off of here, and I'm, I'm going to regret it if I don't at least tell you and because the numbers definitely dropped. Uh Air Force Navy over mm-hmm. 34 and a half. Not betting the spread. I think Air Force covers, but I, I it, it, without the homer take, Air Force covers over 34 and a half. May hit that on their own. Um, but for my own sake, go Navy beat Air Force. So thank you. All right. 
that ends that. Now locks and upsets. And because Cam's not here, we'll get it at a later time. That's no worries to me. We both went 0-2 last week. Uh, so I wish you wouldn't say that. No. <laughs> um, I wish it wasn't the case, man. Uh, that's what I was just meaning in terms of flipping coin. Yeah. All right. All right. Call, the Call it. Call it right now. Tails. Tails never fails. I'm going to flip it over. It's tails. You got it. Okay. All right. Um, I turn that see. coin around like anybody see it anyways. <laughs> yeah. Still was, you. You're up. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at my, uh, my list of games here. And... I'm mad as hell, dude. West Virginia didn't cover last week. <laughs> and now I'm sitting here taking them to cover again. Is that? Oh. All right, go ahead. Um, Man. Yeah, I, I think I want to put uh, my lock of the week as Rutgers minus five. I think that's what I want to do uh, over Indiana. Even though they're on the road, I, I think they could get off to slow start and, and still be able to pull away. I've been really impressed with what I've seen. From the Scarlet Knights, I mean, playing six, six and two, if they win this game, bowl eligibility, which would be awesome. And I mean, if the schedule doesn't get too much easier going forward, they got a home game against Ohio State after bye, and then they got to go to Iowa, which I mean, looking a little bit more winnable with the injuries to you know Eric All to Cade McNamara. Can I can I say something about that real quick? Go for it. There were a couple transfers out of Michigan last year, and I hate I, – I actually don't like that I have to say this. So three guys who have had impact at, at the university in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. all of them have gone down with leg injuries and are done for the year. Andrew Anthony at Oklahoma. Yeah. Cade McNamara and Eric Hall both at Iowa. Crazy. I hate to say that. No. I really do hate to see that for, for anybody. But I, I think that that's a, uh, a shame, an ironic shame. It is weird. It is definitely yeah. weird. Very weird coincidence. Sorry, not ironic, coincidental. Yeah. But so, what was your, what was your lock? I'm sorry. Rutgers minus five over Indiana. That's my lock. That's not my upset. I, mean, I want to just one. smack the shit out of you, dude. Come <laughs> <on>. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well. I mean, you're probably not going to like me any better when I tell you my upset, but I've got a couple I'm leaning towards and debating on. You know what? I'll do it. My upset, BYU plus four and a half over Texas Tech. He's not happy at all about that. So when BJ's not here next week, just know that I fired him. Um, come on, dude. Hey, I was I was leaning about I was debating on that one or another one, and I just feel a little bit better about that one than the other one. I'll tell you what the other one is here after you go. All right, I guess I gotta find an upset now. That's the problem. Um, I suppose I'll lock up. This might be stupid because it's a rivalry. I, I don't know. I, I want to lock up Michigan minus twenty four. I, I think I was, they cover. I was thinking. I think they cover. Too, I think they yeah. do it pretty easily. I I, I, I could take one of my too. take fives or something, but I 
Yeah. No. Fuck. No, go, go for it, dude. I was thinking about it, and then I was like, well... Yeah, I'll go Michigan minus 24. That's fine. If, if anybody that I trust more to cover this year, it'd be Michigan. There's there's a, a few teams that, you know, depending on the matchup, I, I trust to, to yeah, cover, I just did, I did I didn't want to have to do that. I'm not going to bet on it or anything, but no. that's I'll, I'll take it. That's fine. Um, Perfectly fine. I thought about it. I should have done it last I really got to find of, a new upset, though. Instead of Georgia. I, I got to get an upset to hit. I, I've only hit one. And that was South Alabama earlier this year. So yeah. I got to get. We've all hit an upset. As a matter of fact, Cam is actually dominating three, the upset. Two, uh, he's three, got three so far. Yeah. So this half season. of his That's, points. Yeah. Um, as for the upsets, the one I wanted is underway, so I will not. I'll refrain. Um, you can take your rice owls tomorrow. No. Hmm. No, I'm gonna pass. See, this is the problem. I don't I don't see anything I really love. I know. So that I'm was kind of my so thought. So damn too. appreciative of you doing that to me. <laughs> Dude, I mean I was in the same spot with you. I'm Bite just me. lucky that <laughs> I know it's coming from a place of love, you narcissist. <laughs> like I would take Miami. I really would. Yeah. I don't trust Tyler Van Dyke. So I'm gonna regret it when he when they win, I'm sure. Uh hey, I was I was like that last week. I, I was thinking about Iowa State and over Cincinnati. I should have pulled it. I didn't, but I that that's I even I even sent a message like Thursday morning like yeah, I'm not feeling great, even though I said it last night. I'd like to pick something different and, and like now. Can't can do it in a different pick chat, but not when it's out there on not, not tape, for but, us anyways. Yeah, not on the show. Um what have they done? That's a question. Oh man, oh man. Nothing nothing worth my time. Okay. <laughs> Um, I give you the two that I was looking at. That I mean, you may may feel differently about them, but I um, oh, shit, dude. I don't even care. Mississippi State plus six on Arkansas. That's what I'm gonna go with. Well, there you go. That's not a bad one, honestly. Like I don't know if I think it's gonna happen, but doesn't mean it can. I was looking at uh, Baylor plus three and a half. I know you had already talked about. It. You feel like Cincinnati money line. I, I thought that that was a, a game that I, I really think that that's a kind of a, a prove it type of deal for Dave Aranda. And I think that they're going to come out and now that Shapin's back and, and fully healthy, I think they could win that game. I was also looking at Minnesota plus three and a half over Iowa. I mean, that was the one I was debating on between BYU and, and uh, Minnesota as the upset picks. So and the biggest thing yeah, for me is, is the quarterback situation with, Texas Tech, I don't think Baron Morton's going to be back, and and uh, Chuck is still out. So if they're going to go back to uh, Strong again this year, Jake, or this week, Jake Strong, he was the one that finished out last week against Kansas State, and I just not impressed from what I saw. Him. Fair enough. Well, all right. That pretty much does it for us here today. So yeah. 
Uh, we'll be back on Sunday night, of course, for our show. But don't forget, Lama Saturday nights. I know we didn't do it last weekend. We will be back this weekend, I hope, assuming that um, everybody's good to go, at least two of us. That's kind of the goal is to have two of us, at least for some, the majority of the show. Should be. Um, so we'll see what happens Saturday night. Probably be a lot to talk about. I have an interesting feeling. Yeah, not not too much to talk about, though, because we still want to still save something for Sunday. Well, I mean, yeah, but there, there's so many games going on. There's going to be things to talk about. Oh, yeah. It's just not all going to be Ohio State, Penn State. So expect that on Sunday. Saturday night is probably going to be like the Ole Miss-Auburn aftermath, assuming you know, maybe Auburn Something pulls happens. the upset. Mm-hmm. Maybe Army beats LSU. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. Got to tune in and find out, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, check us out on Sunday. At 6 p.m. Saturday night, around 9.30. It's probably when we'll go live. We'll probably catch the second half of the, the late, the 7.30 games, and we'll see how far we get into the back goal after dark slate. With that, go Navy, beat Air Force. BJ, hit the music.